Welcome everyone to today's Ave Torah slash Harlebanon Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Kuf Mem Vav. We will begin on Daf Kuf Mem Vav at the Mishnah. The Mishnah is discussing the idea of opening up a keli on Shabbat. We know that uh, a person who uh, opens the keli could be metaken mana, he could be fixing the keli when he does it. And therefore, if you have a barrel that's closed, the olden days the barrels were made out of clay. The barrel, if a person would take a knife or a, a sword or something and make a hole in the barrel, uh, that could be a problem of building in the barrel. There also could be a tikkun mana, according to some opinions as well. Our mission is going to discuss what a person is allowed to do with the barrel. Says the, says the Mishnah, person is allowed to break the barrel in order to take out a fig. As long as he doesn't push, try, doesn't try to make a keli, which means if he's breaking it in a way that's broken, it's fine. But if he's trying to make a nice hole, then it would be asur to do that because then he's fixing the item. If you have the cap of a chavit, it seems like in the olden days there were caps and the cap would stick up above the chavit, above the barrel. Um, so we're telling you, you can't make a hole in the top of the cap. But the rabbis are allowing a hole in the top of the cap. Seemingly, even the rabbis agree that if you want to make a hole in the side of the cap, that's for sure asur. Only thing the rabbis are letting are a hole in the top of the cap. But a, a hole in the side of the cap seems to be asur. The, im, the, Gemara, the Gemara will explain how this works. The im haita nikuva lo shava. Now, once we're talking about a hole in a cap, we're going to go to a separate question of mimareach. Mimareach is one of the thirty-nine milachot where you take the underside of the animal hide and you smooth out the 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 inside of the skin, you make it smooth, that's mimareach. So here, when a person would have a hole in the barrel, often they would put wax into the hole to keep everything in. So the Gemara is saying, the Mishnah is saying actually, uh, if it already had a hole in it, do not put wax over the hole to seal it, because you're over on mimareach, on shmearing. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says over a story, There was a story in front of Rabbi Yochum and Zakai, who of course precedes Rabbi Yehuda by many years, that Ba'arav, in a place called Arab, the Amar, and he said, when the guy smeared the wax, he said, I'm suspect that he might owe a korban hatat. Okay, so this is the Gemara, Amar Rabbi Oshi, Eloshan, El Drusot. 
When we said that you're allowed to break it, with you, you, that's only on dirusot. Abal mifuradot law. So it seems like there's two types of figs. One's dirusa, and one is mifurat. Now, we're assuming the guy is taking a sword to break the barrel. And we're saying that if the figs in the barrel were were pushed into a big were pushed into a big lump and this lump the way you break the lump you'll slice off a chunk of it you need your sword to slice the chunks of figs we're only allowing you according to this opinion of Oshia he's claiming the only reason why the rabbi allowed you to pick up the sword in order to break the barrel even though barrel breaking is not the normal use of a sword Normally we would not let you. Yeah. Normally we would not let you um, pick up a sword. According to this opinion, we would not let you pick up a sword for anything other than sword usage. But here, since you need the sword for a permitted usage, which is to slice the figs, because the the figs are dirusot, which means they all smash together and you need something to slice it. That's why we allowed you also, once you're doing that, to break the barrel with the sword. But if you had figs that were separated and you don't need to cut them, you can just pick them up one at a time, we would not allow you to pick up the sword in order to break the barrel for them. Metiv, the Gemara asked a question on this opinion of Oshia. There's a statement that says that Rashbag allows somebody to bring a barrel of wine and chop off the top with a sword. He mentions the word sword. And you can put it in front of the, the guests in order to enjoy it. So now, of course, nobody needs a sword to slice open wine. And since there's wine in this barrel and not figs, you can't tell me, oh, since you were allowed to bring it it's, uh, for the figs, that's why you're allowed to cut it. What do you mean? Over here, it's wine, and wine doesn't need any sword, and yet they let me use the sword. So how could you tell me that statement? Says the Gemara, Hahida Banan. You're right. There's a machloket between Rabbanan and Reb Nechemia, whether or not you're allowed to move something for something that's not its normal use. Rabbanan say you can, and this this rice with the wine is Rabbanan, and our Mishnah, which is telling you Shomer Adam, is only talking about a case of Dirusot, where you need it for the figs, and it's written by Rabbi Nechemi, the other rabbi. The Gemara is asking, it didn't say anything in our Mishnah that you had to say that our Mishnah has to be Rib Nechemia. Why do you have to make the Mishnah Rib Nechemia? And then you have to throw in an Okimta. You have to make up that the case is talking about a case where it's a specific type of figs. Just say it's the Rabbanan. And let's say they're allowed to move a sword for any reasons. And then we don't have to tell you what kind of figs the Mishnah was. After all, the Mishnah didn't tell you what kind of figs it was. It says the Gemara, no. You know why Rabbi Oshi assumed that it's Rabbi Nechemia? 
Amarava, Matitin Kishyata. My irid tanigrogot, the perot, The fact that the Mishnah says you allow to cut it open in order to get a girl get it, in order to get a fig. Why did they tell me to get a fig? We weren't talking about figs. Well, the fact that you mentioned, the Mishnah mentioned that there's figs, the Gemara assumed the reason why Mishnah mentioned figs is because it must be that the figs are all pressed together. And therefore, I need the, the, the knife to slice the figs. And that's why it's allowed, because of Nechemia. But if it would have been Ravanan, they would have just said, you're allowed to slice it open to get any fruit inside. The fact that you mentioned figs, which is something that sticks together, indicates that the mission is only written by a rabbi who's the Nechemia, who requires, um, who requires a reason to pick up the sword. Tanya Chada. If a person has a chos, they call these chayslois. When we learned about this in Lakewood, it was chayslois. Chayslois are these disposable baskets that are made out of lulav leaves. So if you have a chotlot, you could either... Uh, untie it, or mafkia, or vechotech, or cut it open. V'tani idech matir, but lo mafkia, v'lo chotech. One bright is saying you could matir mafkia and chotech. Another one saying you could matir, but you can't mafkia and chotech. So make up your mind. Says Gemara, lo kasha. Harabanan, harab nechemia. One's rabbanan, one's rab nechemia. Itani rab nechemia. Man, I feel a travad, I feel a talit, I feel a sakin. You can only move it for the normal usage, and therefore Nechemi won't, won't allow you to be mafkia and chotech with a sword because he doesn't let you pick up the sword for anything that's not the normal usage. Says the Gemara, "Ba'u minayim b'sheshat, mahu lemivraz chavita b'burtia b'shabta." So what we want to know: Can you make a hole in a chavit on Shabbat? Okay. A person has a spear and he wants to take his spear and stick it into the wall of the barrel in order to make a hole. Do we say, This guy is having in mind to make a nice hole. Or maybe the guy is thinking, I want my guests to feel like I'm... I'm very, very generous with them, and therefore it's allowed, and I'm not trying to make it big. They told him the over there trying to make a, a hole, and it's okay. Now, to understand the machloket of the two sides, the Chazunish explains that, of course, we know to make a good, make a nice hole is asur, and to crack it open, we said it's mutar. But we want, what we want to know is, what if you have an in-between type of hole, which is bigger than the normal size, but it's not totally breaking it open. Do we say, oh, it's like making a nice hole in Sasur, or we say it's like breaking? We're saying it's like breaking. We're talking about a medium hole. That's how the Chazunish explains what's going on here. Says the, says the Mishnah, En nokvim migufa. You're not allowed to make a hole in the cap of a barrel. Our barrels don't have caps. In the olden days, the barrels would end a lot like 
uh, a water bottle. Like if you've ever seen a water bottle that goes in a water bottle machine, it has like a, a thing on top. And often they've started putting caps on them. Now the caps on the water bottle that we see are flush to the water bottle. In the olden days, the caps would be made out of similar material that you can make a hole in with a knife or something, but it would stick up an inch out of the thing. So you could either make a hole on the top of it or on the side of the cap as it sticks up. And we're discussing this idea. Okay? So, Amar of Huna. Machloket, the machloket is only on the top. But if it's on the side, everyone would agree that you can't make one on the side. That's why we said that you can't make a hole on the side. That's according to Rav Huna. Rav No, 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 says Rav Chista. The machloket is only on the side. But if you were making a hole on the top of the cap, on the top of the, this cap of the water bottle, everyone would agree that it's allowed. When we said, don't make a hole in the side, we weren't referring to the cap. We were talking about making a hole in the side of the barrel itself, not in the cap. But caps, they're always okay, according to Behuda, on the side or the top. And other rabbis would say, no, it's only okay on the, on, on the top, not the side. But that's the machloket, according to Rav Chista. Again, Rav Huna says that the machloket is on top, but the size is asur for sure. And Rav Chista is saying the machloket is on the side, but the top is for sure good. Says the Gemara Tanu Rabbanan. And Okvim Nekev Chadash B'Shabbat. Ve'im Ba'la Hosif Mosif. Ve'yeshumri En Mosifim. Ve'shavin Shinokvim Nekev Yashan Lechetchila. Says the Gemara. You're not allowed, the Brighton says, you're not allowed to make a new hole on Shabbat. Now, if you have a hole and you want to make it bigger, you can. Some say you can't even make it bigger. But everyone agrees that if you had a hole and it got stuffed, you're allowed to open that hole. Tanakama, Tanakama, Maishna, Minekev Chadash Why is an old hole good? And a new hole, no good, because you make here. You're making an opening, right? So then, when you make it bigger, you're also making an opening. Rava explains. From the Torah, the Torah, you're only chayav for making a hole if the hole is used to take out stuff and to put in stuff. So really, when you make a hole to take something out of something, it's, the whole thing is the Rabbanan. Because the rabbis made a gizirah, mishum lul shiltan golim. The rabbis are worried, if we let you make a hole that's only to take out, you might do the same thing by a chicken coop. Seems like chicken coops in the old days were big clay structures. And the chickens needed to breathe. If they only had, if it was completely sealed, they would not be able to breathe because the fumes inside the chicken coop are very, very strong. So they would normally make a hole in the side, small little holes, in order for the air to go out. 
And over there, there's a big problem. Over there, it's not like making the hole in the side of a barrel. In a barrel, all you're trying to do is get out wine. In a chicken coop, there's a double purpose. You want to get out the bad air, and you want to bring in good air. That's in and out. And we're afraid that if we let a guy make a hole in the side of a barrel, he might say, you know something yesterday, last Shabbat I made a hole in the side of the barrel, and the rabbi said it was fine. This Shabbat I'll make a hole in the side of my chicken coop. It's similar to a barrel. What's the difference? And over there you'll be chayav deoraita, because... That hole is made to bring in and bring out air. And that's the Oraita. So now, in Balahosif, Mosif, if you want to add to it, I mean, you want to make the hole bigger, that's okay. Now, the reason why we don't say you're going to do that by Lul Shatanakola, maybe, maybe we'll say, don't let the guy make his hole bigger in the side of his wine jug, because if so, next day he'll do it on the side of his. But no one does that. No one makes bigger holes in the size, in the sides of your Tarnagolul because of a separate reason. Because we're worried that a weasel will come in and kill your kill your your chickens. And therefore, you want to make sure that the holes in your chicken coop are very small and no weasels could come in. And therefore, we're never worried that if we let you widen your barrel hole, you might widen also your tarnagol hole, because no one does that, because it's too dangerous for the chickens. Therefore, the Yeshurim and Mosifim, and some say no. So the answer why the rabbis say it's a sewer to make to widen a hole in a barrel is because we're afraid by a chicken coop that you might come to have made a very very tiny hole, and then you're making it a little bigger where you're making it big enough for air and not big enough for um, for a weasel to come in, and that would again be a suit right because it's going in and out. That you're not to make it bigger, and we're worried that you might make a hole in a little bigger as well. Okay. Says the Gemara. Everyone agrees with the bright that we said that if you had an old hole and it got stuffed up with something, you could pop it open again. When did we say that it's okay to take a hole and pop it in? That's only in a place where you don't want the, the, the fumes of the wine to go out. But if you're doing it to strengthen the keli, which means you're doing this in a part of the keli where you don't want the wine to come out, then it's a sewer to open it up. What's called guarding it and what's called strengthening it, which is a sewer? And what's called guarding, which is mutar? If you're doing it above the wine line, in every barrel, there's a line where the, where the wine goes up to. If you do it above that line, that's the shamer. That's, you want to keep the, the wine fumes in. And if it's below the wine line, then it's not the fine line, the wine line, the chazek, it's to strengthen, that would be asur. Rav Amar, no. 
Even below the wine line is only to guard it and mutar. What's If you do it below the dregs line, in every barrel, there was the, on the bottom was the sediment. So if you do it below the sediment line, that's lechazek. But if you do it in the wine, that's all on lechamer, and he holds it mutar. I have a brighter that supports you. It says, Bayit. Here's an interesting case. Bayit Satum Yeshlo Abahamot Uporut Pitzamav Ve'enlo Abahamot. Now, we're talking here about a case as follows. You have a Chatzer, and there's two houses opening up into the courtyard. One house has two doors, and one house has only one door. The two brothers are splitting houses. So the way it works is the father passed away. There's two brothers. One's getting one house. One's getting the other house. And they're also going to split their portion of the courtyard as well. So the way it works is, in general, what we do is every door of the house needs four or more of the courtyard automatically. So if one house had two doors and one house had one door, the house with the two doors gets four or more in front of each door. The other one gets four or more in front of its door. Its door and whatever is not part of those 12 amot, 12 square amot, is what, we, is what we split evenly. Now, that's only true if there's a door. But if it's paratim tzvav, if you took off the side door post, the lintel and the door post, then, then you don't get four amot. So again, you see over here that when you close a not good closing, it's still considered a doorway. Because over here in this case, if you just sealed up the door, you still get four amot of the chatzer. But if you sealed up the door and you got rid of the door jam and you got rid of the mashkof, then it's not a doorway. So too by us, it, when you have a petach, it has to be a strong petach to get rid of it. Okay? And if you, if you, in other words, if you had a petach in the side of a barrel, it's considered an opening, and popping out a temporary filling of it would not be doing an avera just because it's still considered closed. Says the Bayit, another case where you see the same idea. Bayit, the rule is that in a house, I'll explain it this way. In a house that has a dead body in it, if someone is walking outside the house underneath the drain pipe, he does not get tameh. Okay? Bayit, if it's satum, if the bayit is sealed, it doesn't get someone who walks under the gutters, tameh. Kol sevivav. Uparat, if you broke the doorway, it makes it all the way around, and therefore you see that when you break a hole, that's when it's considered tamay all the way around. But if it's the, if the doorway is there, even though it's sealed, we can look at it as if there's a doorway out, and you don't get tamay when you go under the gutter. The Gemara says the following: Guvta. 
Now, before we go further, I want to explain something. Imagine you have a barrel and you want to pour stuff out of the side of the barrel. So, if you just have a hole in the barrel, the, the wine is going to drip along the side of the barrel. And usually you want to be able to take some wine out and you don't want to, if you have a glass, you're not going to be able to fill it from that, from a hole in the barrel. It's just going to drip down the side. You're going to lose a lot of it. So what they would do is you make a hole in the side of the barrel and then you take a stick, um, a hollow stick, like a straw type of thing, and you stick that into the hole. This way, the wine, instead of coming dripping down the side of the barrel, the, the wine will drip out of your straw. And you take your cup and you stick it at the edge of the straw and the w- wine will go into your cup and it's much easier and smoother to do. Now, a gufta is a straw, a straw-like stick. Now, about these things, Rav says about this gufta, That you're not allowed to stick it in on Shabbat. Can't stick this until Shabbat. Shmuel Shai Shmuel Letz. And we're explaining the Machloket. Mechatech lechatchila. If you have to uh, chisel at the straw from the beginning to make sure it fits into the hole, Nikula Amalo Pligi Desur. Both Ravin, even Shmuel would say that's Asur. And hadure, which means if your straw item fell out on Shabbat and you want to put it back in, even Rav would say it's mutar. When do Rav and Shmuel argue? You already cut it to the right size, but you never stuck it in yet before Shabbat. The one who says Asur, which is Rav, Says We're worried if we let you stick it in, we're afraid you'll also come to chisel a little bit, which is Asur. Uman Shmuel, who lets it, does says we don't make the Gezira. Kitanai and the Machloket Rav and Shmuel is mirroring a Machloket Tanaim. As it says, You're not allowed to slice a uh, straw-like stick on Yom Tov. You definitely can't do it on Shabbat. And if it falls out, you can put it back on Shabbat. You definitely can do it on Yom Tov. Rabbi is more lenient. Now the Gemara wants to know, Rabbi Ahai, he's more lenient than what? If you want to say he's more lenient than the Reisha, where we said in the Reisha that you can't chisel it to be the right size in Yom Tov Shabbat, and he's more lenient than he lets. How could he let that if it's matakemana? You're fixing an item. He would never let. Ela sefer must be it's going on the sefer where it says in the sefer that uh, you're allowed to put, if it fell out, you're allowed to put it back on Shabbat. Now, and he's being made kill. So he's thinking, how could it be going on the, on the sefer if the Tanakama is allowing and he's also allowing? Why would he argue and chime in? He says, I also allow. If the rabbi said, if, if Tanakama says he allows, when it says Rashi Mekel, he can't be saying the same thing. It must be that the machloka between the rabbis is if I did chisel it already, but I didn't stick it in yet, so I don't know if it fits exactly. Like we said, one of them says a gizera. We're afraid if you stick it in, you might think it needs a little more. 
and and you'll chis- end up chiseling on Shabbat. And the other one says, no, we're not worried that you'll do that. And that's why Shmuel is letting. That you have to be strict not to stick it in for the first time on Shabbat. Says, says the Gemara, quoting the Mishnah, you can't put any wax in. We said if you put wax in the Memoriah, says the Gemara, Mishcha, if you have a thick olive oil, okay, which is thick enough to stuff something up, okay, Rav Asad, Shmuel Shanae, Rav says you can't smear this thick oil on it. Shmuel says you're allowed to. The one who says Asur says we don't let you put the thick oil because if you do that, you might lose wax and wax is deoraita of memoriach. Shmuel Shere, right? Manda Shere, the one who allows, says we don't worry about that. If right now you're dealing with, he says if we're dealing with oil now, you don't worry that maybe next time he'll do wax. Amalei Rav Shmuel Bar Rav Chana, Rav Yosef, Beferish Amalei Mishmei the Rav, Mishcha Shere. Rav used to allow olive oil, but not wax. Amar Tavot Rishba, this guy said, Amar Shmuel, in the name of Shmuel, Hai Tarfa Asa. They used to use Hadas leaves. I guess they were longer than ours. If you have a small hole, you'll stick a Hadas leaf into the hole of the barrel, and the wine will come out through the hadas leaf. <clears throat> so tarfa da asa, a leaf of an asa that you'll line the bottom of the hole with it, so the, so the wine comes out smoother. Asur, you know how to stick it there on Shabbat. My time, we're afraid if we let you put the hadas leaf there, you might make a marzev, you might make a funnel. We're worried maybe you're going to cut the leaf in order to stick it in. What's the difference? If you already have a whole bunch of leaves there on the side, so then. If the reason is that you might make a marzev, of course you can't do it. But if the reason is that we might, you might cut a few leaves off in order to make another one, that we're not worried because you have leaves over here. Beisadia. Now Beisadia. Are sheets. That people. Used to use as blankets. Rav Asad v'shmuel Shareh. Rav said, a blanket cannot be worn as a talit and carrying outside. It's carrying. Shmuel says, no, you're allowed to work out with a blanket. Everyone agrees that if it's thin and it's something that a person would wear during the week, everyone agrees you're allowed to wear it on Shabbat. It's not called carrying. And Bikashin, if it's a very, very hard one that no one would wear on Shabbat, What's the machloket? Right. Everyone agrees if it's hard, it's asur because it, then it's not a blanket. No one will use it for a blanket. Keep pligi mitzi. We're arguing about a medium one. Man the one who says it, so it looks like it's a burden, it looks like you're carrying it. Why? Because it's not something people wear usually. Umandashari, the one who allows, 
Lo mechzikimosi, he says it doesn't look like a burden and it's allowed. Right? Now, this statement of Rav, where he says you're not allowed to walk out with it, he never actually said the statement. We saw it from a story that happened. Rav came to a certain town, where there was enough room in the house for the, for the students to sit and learn. So he sat down in a Carmelite area on Shabbat. Somebody, they brought him a blanket when somebody was wearing it in order he could sit on the blanket instead of sitting on the floor in the Carmelite. And he wouldn't sit on the blanket. One who saw him not sit there, Sadia Asur, because Rav holds his Asur, we assumed. It's not true. Rav, Rav, Rav announced all over that he held its mutar to wrap a blanket around yourself. Whatever case they argue, which we explained is the medium blanket. Because of the kavod of his rabbis who were with him, he didn't sit, but really he held it was okay to sit on those spots. Okay. Um, who are the rabbis that Rav was worried not to say anything? Rav Kana and Rav Asi, which were Talmud Chavar of Rav, he was very, very mocked on the Kavod, and that's why he wouldn't say that's okay, even though he held it's okay. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen Amen. We're at the Mishnah on the bottom of Kamu Kofmen Vav Amulbeth.